Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Group on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSports.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 523. I'm your host, Chris Jones, and we're going to talk some football tonight. It's getting close to the beginning of the season. Uh, everything is wonderful, so it, it's pretty exciting. We've just gone through uh, free agencies pretty much complete. Uh, we're coming into the combines and then the draft and then training camp, and then preseason, and then football starting. Okay, um, let's not do that. So yesterday was my birthday. Yes, I am now getting very old. A little bit older than Will, but not much. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, one of the cool things I, on Facebook, because, you know, you have a zillion friends. I have a couple thousand friends on Facebook. Not that I know very many of them very personally, but I do know a fair chunk of them. Anyhow, a guy by the name of Patrick Thomas sent me a uh, birthday greeting who I hadn't seen. I haven't seen him in probably better close to six years now. Uh, Charles, oh, Charles doesn't have his thing open here right now. I'll open up everybody's mics. Charles, do you know who Patrick Thomas is? He is Crazy P, the guy running up and down the stairs banging the drum at the BC Lions game. He is so. So anyhow, he, he sent me birthday greetings today. So. I thought that was pretty cool, and I'm pretty happy about that. So, uh, anyhow, I, I had a little chat with him. So, Charles, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. How are you? We're finally getting some nice weather, and it's staying light now after 7 o'clock. So, yeah, I'm happy. We're getting yeah, out of winter nice in the spring. It's nice having more light at the end of the day. Uh, it's actually warming up a little bit more up here too. I mean, it still freezes at night. Everything gets yep. crusty, but at least now I can see parts of my driveway. I can see gravel in a few spots. Mm-hmm. So that's the snow starting to go away. Although in a uh, non-touched place, it's still over a foot deep. Uh, I would like this stuff yeah. to go away. It's time for it to fuck off. Uh, anyhow, speaking of winter, Rudy, how are you doing? Welcome to the show. I'm doing good. Uh, Enjoying Excellent. the warmer weather in Winnipeg and uh, counting down the days to when the season starts. I know the Bomber fans are uh, hungry for uh, revenge, I guess, but um, we'll see how that goes. And uh, no, happy to be on tonight and happy belated birthday. Thank you. Uh, we, we changed the, the, the show date for you so that you're, you're now on. You're not going to miss any more shows like that. Um, sorry we didn't do that last week. I didn't know that there was a problem. Otherwise, we could have changed it. You just have to tell me these things earlier. Um, yeah. Did you have no, a chance to listen to the me. show? Uh, no, I did. You go back I'm and sorry, listen to I've the show. For, what's that? No, I was in bed. I uh, I uh, got sick. And I'm just well, getting you, over You're it in now. the bed doing it's, nothing. Uh, you could have listened to the show, couldn't you? one of the things one of the observations that will made 
was that he went back and listened to the last couple shows that we had and that there's a problem with people talking over top of each other and it doesn't sound very professional. So we made a very big effort last week to not talk until we're, we're asked to speak. Me, I talk all the time, so that really doesn't matter. But anyhow, I just thought we'd yeah. share that with you up front so that you're, you're on the same base with everybody okay. else, okay? William, welcome to the show, buddy. How are you doing? I'm okay. It's cool. uh, almost time for summer. And uh, oh, you're a for lot. Summer. 100% you're, it's time for you're summer. You're a lot. You're a lot older than I am. Almost a year. Oh, fuck off. My birthday's not till no. no. My birthday's not till November. My birthday's not till November. I know. Come on. It's nine months? Well, no, it's even less than that. It's seven, seven months. Only half a year. I was I was uh, kind of sick all last week, and I did manage to uh, to uh, book a vacation this summer. So, one of these podcasts you'll be hearing from Willie live from. Anybody want to guess? Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Thank you. There you go. Do the podcast from we Las Vegas. You. It'll be lots of fun. When you go It'll to Las Vegas, I'm at the same hotel. When you go to Vegas, well, do you stay at the same hotel every time, or do you like switch or whatever is the best deal? No, I stay at the same hotel. Oh, okay. I stay at the uh, I stay at the Palazzo because it's an all suite hotel, and because that makes because sense. we're usually there for because we're usually there for ten to fourteen days. It's nice to have a you know have a little living room and a and a and a bedroom kind of thing. So. It just breaks yeah. things up. Not that not that we spend lots of time in the hotel room, but it's still nice, if you know what I mean. So it is, yeah. It's always nice to have a bit of a suite when you go away. Yeah, yeah. So and there you okay. go. So we did uh, that, which is cool because it's because it's cheaper than it has been. So there you go. Yeah, they're go probably ahead. looking for some customers. Okay, so let's talk some football. You guys ready for this? This is going to be a very serious rant. Um, During World War II, a mathematician by the name of Abraham Wald came up with a survivability bias theorem. The synopsis of this theorem is that planes returning from battle were riddled with bullet holes. The armor plating should not be placed where the bullet holes are, but where they were not, okay? So what was happening is the planes were coming back, the planes are riddled with bullet holes, but there were certain places that didn't have bullet holes, there was places with lots of bullet holes. So the engineers were putting armor plating around where the bullet holes were. And he came up with the theory that don't put the plating where the bullets are, put the plating where the bullet holes weren't. And his theory behind that is that the planes that took bullets in that area where there weren't any on these other planes didn't return. They were shot down because of that. Does that make sense, guys? Think so, somebody. Okay. So if the plane comes back, there's... 
bullet holes all through the fuselage, don't armor plate that because the plane still flies with bullet holes all through the fuselage. But none of the planes came back with bullet holes in the engine compartments. So if the bullet holes went in the engine compartments, the planes crashed. So his theory was that the planes survived because they were not shot in the places in which the other ones didn't return from. So it's pretty simple logic, but up until then, nobody had even thought about it. So I've been taking the survivability bias and applying it to the CFL. So everyone in, in the group, in, the, in our group, in Let's Talk CFL podcast or CFL Facebook group, we're all fans of this great game. So our opinion here really doesn't matter. You're going to be a fan of this game no matter what. It's not like we need to appease you, right? The CFL doesn't need to make you happy. You are already happy. You're already giving them your money. What we need to do is talk to the football fans that don't follow the CFL. Over the years, I personally have conversed with many Canadians that follow the NFL and not the CFL. This has always confused me. Why would anybody watch the NFL? I I absolutely do not know why you would watch the NFL when a much more exciting game like the CFL is available. So there's a lot of reasons why people have said that. They don't like the rouge or they don't like three downs or there's too too much punting or the field is too big. The receivers get too open. The defensive backs can't cover them. You know, there's a lot of stupid reasons that come out that, that just are ridiculous. Those are most, in my opinion, most of those things are what makes our game great, not what makes it bad. But the number one concern that most people have had when I've talked to them, it, it, it's, a, it's kind of a twofold problem, where first the CFL doesn't pay their players enough for them to make a good living. Some of them get paid well, but, not, but most of them don't. So they don't get the quality of players that they should because of that. And the second reason is that the league is forced to force each team to have 21 Canadian national players and seven of them to be starters. And there's simply not enough quality players, and God forbid any of the starters get injured and has to be replaced by the next tier because the talent pool drops off considerably after 63 starters in this league. So there's been a big push in our group lately about the ratio and about putting a team in America and about what to make the CFL better. And there's a whole plethora of people who simply don't believe that the CFL needs to change at all. Not one iota. Don't appease other people. You have to keep the fans happy that you currently have. Well, I'm calling bullshit on that because, quite frankly, I've been a fan of the CFL for 52 years. There's really, it would, the CFL would really have to fuck up for me not to be a, continue being a fan. <clears throat> That's just a fact. I love this game. I'm going to be a fan. I'm going to watch it no matter what happens. So why would you change the game to make me happy? You're not. I already am happy. And the majority of people out there are happy with this game. Will loves the football game. Charles loves the football game. Rudy loves the football game. Everybody loves the game. Otherwise, we wouldn't be wasting our time on a Wednesday night doing a podcast about the CFL. The fact of the matter is we love the CFL. 
The league doesn't have to change for us. And we, our opinion is, we don't need to change the game. Well, our opinion is different because we're more intelligent than most football fans. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Actually, I do. But that's beside the point. We can see the vision. I'm, I'm 61 years old as of yesterday. I really don't have that much more time on this planet. Okay? It's not a realization I've just got. Okay, you know, what's the average age for a male, Canadian male? I think it's 81, 82 years. So I got 20 years left uh, on the average of Canadians. My mother's 93. Her brother's still alive at 95. Uh, my genes are good. I might actually live into my 90s. Doesn't matter. The fact is, is that the fans of the CFL are aging. And a lot of them don't have great genes, and they're dying. So unless we can start now, now, and start building the generations, the younger generations for this, the CFL won't survive. As it is, our attendance numbers are dropping. And why are our attendance numbers dropping? A lot of people think that, oh, well, the CFL needs to do better marketing. Who are you going to market to? The one thing I've noticed about marketing in, in 35 years of business is that it doesn't matter what your product is. If your customer doesn't want it, they're not going to – I don't care how many coupons or how much uh, billboards or how much newspaper ads or how much radio ads you put in there. A person's not going to buy your product if they don't want it. They're not wine drinkers. They're not going to buy wine. If they, if they don't, you know, whatever, it just – it's simple. If they're not football fans, they're not going to buy the football. They're not going to buy the CFL. If they're NFL fans, you're not going to convince them to be CFL fans by marketing to them. You're just not going to do it. It doesn't work. Marketing doesn't work that way. Marketing only goes, oh, yeah, I should buy that. Okay? If you're a Coke customer and Pepsi says, oh, we do this better than Coke, you might buy you won't because Coke fans are Coke fans and Pepsi fans are Pepsi fans. And I don't give a shit how much marketing you do. You're not going to convert one from the other. It, it'd be like trying to convert a Democrat to a Republican or a liberal to a conservative. It doesn't happen. You can't do it. So no amount of marketing is going to make the CFL, NFL fans become CFL fans. You actually have to do something that will make them want to be fans. And how do you make the CFL game better? I'm going to ask you that one, William. How could we make the CFL better? William? Yeah, I'm here. How can we make okay. the CFL better? Well, how can you make the game better? It's not a difficult question. Well, it is. Because personally, I don't think there's anything wrong with the CFL game. Okay? Well, exactly. We're fans. We love it. Right. But is there one particular thing I could say, hey, let's do this. It'll make the game better. Um you know, That's I'm exactly still... what I want. Okay, so you get rid of the Canadian ratio. 
I think that would make the game better. Hundred percent. Okay. That, exactly. Um, there, there's really nothing else um, we can do to make the game better right off the bat, but the ratio would. The quality of the game would increase. Right. Agreed. Um, absolutely. Um, is there is there a way we could increase? And I know they're suffering now. Increase player salaries. Okay, because yes, one of the one of the one of the things I heard continuously this week, and it is going back to the Bud Grant thing, the reason he came to the CFL was anybody want to guess? More money, money, more, more money. money, more money. Okay. Yep. So yes, that was in the fifties. That was in the fifties, of course. Um, so so what happened? And so but, well, during the fifties and sixties. I mean, sorry, go ahead. There, there's still there's still okay. So there's still spatterings all over the place of good good Canadian football players, and and I get that. Correct. I totally understand. But once again. Once again, I think they should have to compete with whoever, doesn't matter what nationality you are, and win a job rather than being given a job automatically because they're Canadian. So that's the biggest thing for me is I, I, right off the top I would say delete the Canadian ratio. That would make the game better for me, I hope. Okay, yes. but I I don't have a problem I don't have a problem with the game as it is now. Um, I I tend to wonder would dropping ticket prices increase the amount of attendance at games? No, I I don't I don't think I don't think CFL football is expensive anyways. I'm I'm curious to know because one of my biggest pet peeves is how few people there are in the stands at regular games. So. Okay, William. You, one of the one yes. of the things that you said earlier was that you you would like to um, increase the salaries of the players, and how can we go about doing yes. that? Okay. And then you yeah. said, well, can we lower the ticket prices? Well, no, I know that doesn't make do sense. Both. I know that doesn't make sense. Right. Okay. Okay. So at one point in time, the CFL actually paid their coaches and players more money than the NFL did back in the 50s and 60s yes. and even into the early in the 70s, okay? Joe Theismann got paid more to play in Canada than he did in America, and he came to Canada, okay? And most people don't know that. Joe Theismann, one of the great great quarterbacks in the U.S. history, in NFL history, and he was actually a CFL quarterback. Um, and he chose to come to the CFL. It wasn't because he couldn't get a job in the NFL, not like Doug Flutie or Warren Moon. They came to the CFL because they couldn't get a job in the NFL. Okay, Jeff Eisman actually came to the CFL by choice. Okay, so here's my answer to that, is the only way that we are going to be able to pay our players more is by putting more butts in the seats, getting more television revenue, doing all of that thing. How do we get generate more revenue? Well, we generate more revenue by giving them a better product. 
So if here, hear me out here for this one, and it's going to be a little bit of a long one. If we ditch the ratio, which we need to do, and I'm a, an advocate of that. I think we all are. You're going to get more players from America coming up here that are better players. Okay. Now we've gone over the fact that uh, Canadian O linemen can't block American D linemen because it's simply not fair. That's why we have eight out of nine quarterbacks injured in a season. On and on and on. Okay. So if we put these key positions, give them out to the best players available. If they're Canadian, Swahili, Australian, or American, I really don't care. The best person who can play that position gets the job. Okay? And I think we're all in agreement on that. That is going to make the overall game better. You're going to either have more defense, you're going to have more offense, you're going to have better. It's just going to be a better game. And, yes, I know there's weak teams in the NFL and there's powerful teams in the NFL, and there's always going to be that in happens no matter what league you're in, whether the NHL, NBA, NFL, CFL. I don't care. It's just all going to be that way. But the overall quality of the game will improve. By doing that, people will realize, and I'm hoping that we can actually, then we can start marketing, marketing, the quality of the game. Okay, we now have something to market. We're right now, we have nothing to market. There's nothing to market. We now have the best quality players playing the most exciting game of football in the world. That's something that we can market. Okay? CFL did something a long time ago when our balls were bigger. Great marketing. Okay? This actually would work because we would have a better game of football. Let's go on and, and work on that type of thing for a second. We're trying to get a 10th team in Canada. We're trying to get the Atlantic schooners going, and there's a big push by Randy Ambrosi now to do that. We're going to talk about that later in the show. I'm not going to do that right now. But I have always been of the belief that we should have that 10th that team in America. Now, I know some people don't agree with that. Some people do agree with that, anything else. But let's just say that we put a team in America. I like St. Louis because it's the rest, same recipe for success that Baltimore had. They just got snubbed by the NFL. Their NFL team got ripped away from them. They've got a world-class stadium. They've got 13 or 14 billionaires in the city. Uh, I'm, I'm sure we could convince one of them to be an owner. Uh, the fans want football. They're craving football. They're not getting it with the XFL team or USFL team that they bought in there because it's still gimmicky. It's not – a quality product. Um, so let's put a team there. Let's just hypothetically say St. Louis. There's a lot of other places, Duluth, Minnesota, and, you know, the, uh, um, the Dakotas, and all over the place. There's a lot of places that could take one team. I only want one team in America. Once you do that, you now get the entire nation of United States football fans, which – 200 million people who don't have football to watch when the NFL is not on. Okay, that's kind of what the XFL and the USFL are supposed to be doing as spring leagues. Well, CFL is more of a summer league. NFL doesn't really start much till the fall. So 
there's no football happening, they're going to watch it. They're going to realize what kind of a game this is. Now, the only way that they're going to do that is if ESPN now takes on the initiative to broadcast the games. They may have to be. They may be forced to do that by the amount of fans that now in the in America of CFL fans, because there's a lot of them now. There would be exponentially more later once a team that they could get behind and cheer. By doing that, we now get more broadcast money from ESPN, and in fact, it would be more money from ESPN than what we get from TSN. By doing that, you're not going to raise the salary cap by 50000 a measly $50,000 every year. You're going to raise it by a couple million dollars. And by doing that, you're going to get better quality players that are either sitting at home waiting for their phone to ring by an NFL team, or they don't know that Canada's there, and now all of a sudden their agent says, well, you can come down to Canada make a quarter million dollars playing running back position or whatever else you can do. And they're going to jump at this. We're going to get a better quality player coming out of America, coming into the CFL, and playing the game. Overall, brings the quality of the game up, the awareness from the Americans up, the revenue from the Americans up. Now the Canadian fans that only watch the NFL really don't have an excuse not to watch the CFL. They'll still think the NFL is a better game, and it probably is in the capacity that they spend more money to get the better quality players, but that doesn't mean the rules of the game make the game more exciting. The CFL game is more exciting. So you, you want to know how to raise player salaries? Put a team in America. You want to be able to do that? You have to dump the ratio. You want to create a, a, a strong, stable financially secure league, dump the ratio. That's kind of where my rant's been the last couple of days and the arguments, but it's amazing how many fucking ignorant people you have to talk to on the Internet who don't want to do something like this. And the answer basically is we're not trying to fix the CFL for you. It's not broken for you. Will just told us that. He loves the CFL the way it is. I love the CFL the way it is. Could it be better? Of course. Should we make it better? Of course we should. Why aren't we? Because too many people are stuck in the past. Charles, what's your thoughts on this one? I think there's a lot of truth in what you're saying. The one point that I kind of have a bit of a difficult time wrapping my head around is you're saying that the ESPN is going to give a big buck with one American team. I can't see that. Not yeah. just one American. You would have to have multiple American teams before ESPN is going to put out a bunch of money. They're not going to do it for one team because the bit, you're going to get big viewing and you're not going to like, let's say for instance, St. Louis has a has a team in the CFL. Is someone in Austin, Texas going to care? Is someone in uh, yes. Jacksonville, Jackson, Mississippi going to care? Why? What do they care? Why? Because they're the Americans. They, right? they, don't, they don't have Jackson, Mississippi team. They don't have Austin, Texas team. They now have an American team. The entire country can solidify behind one team. 
It's like the Olympics. You're, everybody's a fan of the Canadian team, Canadian curling team. It doesn't matter whether you're in Manitoba, Nova Scotia, or British Columbia. You're supporting that Canadian team because that's your country. And if anybody is patriotic, it's Americans. Good point. But did we see that when Baltimore went to the Grey Cup in the 90s? Were, were, were people in America, all over America, just jumping for joy with Baltimore when they won the, when they won the Grey Cup in 1995? It, it, I just, uh, I'm just no. trying to wrap my head around this. They weren't, a, no. they weren't awake yet. Okay? Right. They didn't well, realize I mean, what the CFL was until they lost it. Goes back to that okay. survey that ESPN did about 10 years ago when they started to do the broadcasting right. of the CFL down in America. For no reason, we, yeah. there wasn't a team in America. They just, ESPN just picked it up. And what was the result of that survey? 10% of American population either follows or closely follows the CFL. 10%. There is 338 million people. 10% of that is 33.8 million people follow or closely follow the CFL. That's the population of the entire country of Canada. The CFL doesn't have that many fans in Canada. We don't have 100% of the population in Canada following the CFL. Shit, we're lucky if we have 10%. There are more CFL fans in America than there are in Canada. Are they as hardcore? Absolutely not. Why? They don't really have a team to support. Give them a team to support. All right. And like I said, there's a lot of merit to what you've been saying. So I would have no problem them trying this out, just seeing what, seeing, uh, what would happen. Because I, I'm agreeing with you. I think the ratio needs to be dropped. I still think it holds this league back. You get so many people arguing with it. And the Canadians want to see Canadians play. That's not true. That I'm sorry, it's just not true. They don't care who's playing. They people, especially CFL fans, they care about who's playing for their city's team. And I've made this point before. When someone scores a touchdown, if Lucky Whitehead for the BC Lions, if he goes and scores a touchdown, do people cheer less because he's an American? No, they don't care where he's no. from. He's representing your city. He's representing your team. So you're going to cheer for him. No one, when the game goes on, thinks about where the players are from. That's the last thing on people's mind. So, yeah, I mean, nobody cares. the ratio, yeah, you're going to probably get less Canadian. You're still going to have Canadian players. You're going to get the best of the best Canadian players. And then you're going to get other good, really good players. It will raise the quality of the league. And it, overall, it will make for a better CFL. So I, I, in theory, pretty much agree with pretty much everything you said there because dropping the ratio will improve the game because you will get a higher caliber of player playing in it. Correct. Okay. Can you think of anything else that would work? Dead silence. I, I, I'm not, I'm not putting you on, I am putting you on the spot right now because I honestly can't come up with another thing to do. Uh, I honestly, I cannot. Thing, so I'm no. not disappointed by you not doing it. This is the number one thing that we can do in the CFL to make our game better. And if making our game better 
and the bottom line ends up where we double our, our television revenue or triple or quadruple or whatever, and we end up with 10 teams in America, I really don't care. Okay? I mean, if, if, if ESPN is going to give us $150 million to broadcast the CFL down there for their four or five or ten teams, how's that a bad thing? doesn't mean we have to change to four downs. It doesn't mean we have to change the size of our stadiums. It doesn't mean we have to do anything. And if you bring in one team at a time and make them fulfill the, the, the obligations of our, our league and they have to do all of these things, then that one, once that one team is doing all of that, you can go to another team and do it. I understand that there was a lot of challenge when we brought in eight, four, five, six, eight teams into um, the U.S. expansion back in the 90s. You couldn't force them to do any of those things, but we can now. We're on much more solid footings financially as a league than what we were then. That was desperation. Yeah. And We're not thing, desperate now. And the thing is, so many people say, oh, we tried that before, we, it didn't work. That, that, that U.S. expansion back in the 90s was done so half-assed, they didn't do any uh, real due diligence on any of these teams or any of these owners. They literally gave a team to anyone that was willing to give them a check because they needed the money. It wasn't done properly. It wasn't done with proper research. If you did it now, you did it properly. It would, it could work, and I hate that argument that's saying, "Oh, we didn't do it once. We did it once. It didn't work, so let's not do it again." If we followed that logic, there'd be no Ottawa Red Blacks, there'd be no Montreal Alouettes, because they both failed shit, more that, than there once. There wouldn't be a team in the CFL because back. every team has gone bankrupt at one time. Pretty much. I mean, how many times did the league own the BC Lions? Yep, that's true. Saskatchewan Rough Riders have had multiple telethons. People talk about Saskatchewan as being some sort of flagship uh, team in the CFL. First of all, I don't buy that. But second of all, they've had multiple telethons because they were running out of money and needed money to stay alive. And, and the league said, no, we don't care if you go, out of, you, you go away. The league literally said that to them, said it doesn't matter if you fold. Yeah. But the league rescued the Lions, the leagues rescued the Argos, the leagues rescued the Ticats. They rescued the Alouettes twice in the last three years. The point of the matter is every team has struggled financially at some point in time. Every team, I don't care which one. And they've all, we've, they've all been brought back from the, the brink I mean, Ricky Ray got traded because Montreal or Edmonton Eskimos ran out of money. I mean, a lot mm-hmm. of things, a lot of things have happened in this league over the years that are, are are absolutely bizarre. Wouldn't it be nice not to have to worry about that? Yeah. Is there? Well, I'm not an NFL fan. Is there an NFL team out there that is on the verge of financial collapse? Uh, I think uh, I, I, you know what? I don't, I don't really think so. I mean, let's put it this way: if if a team is on the 
edge of virtual collapse, all you got to do is put them up for sale. Somebody will buy them. I guarantee it in the NFL. Well, yeah, I don't don't think there's an NFL team worth under a billion dollars, is there? I don't know. Probably, but not very much under a billion dollars. But, no, I don't think NFL teams go bankrupt because they just sell or move to a different city, to be honest with you. I, I can't remember the last time there was one, if there ever was one. I mean, maybe somebody else knows more than yeah. me and can correct me on that, but... <laughs> well, well, it's not going to be me, because I don't follow that league at all, not one iota. Yeah. Okay. Rudy, I'm not ignoring Sorry. you, Rudy. Yeah. yeah, no problem. Tell me what you I'm think looking, on this. Um, no, I, I agree with what, what you say, and you know my views. I think the ratio needs to go. And I'm not against American expansion. Uh, I know last time, I mean, the ownership, the owners of the American franchises besides Baltimore was the biggest issue. I mean, it was, like you said, it was it was much needed cash for the league. But, I mean, half those owners shouldn't have, I mean, shouldn't, shouldn't be anywhere near owning a professional sports team. And, I mean, I, I, I think the problem now is, you have the USFL and you have the XFL. So nothing's going to happen until those leagues go away, which it'll probably happen. And maybe in four or five years, that would be the time to explore American expansion. And uh, I'm not sure where you'd go. I mean, St. Louis would be, would be good. Um, The Dakotas are too small. Um, But I mean, I, I, I get your point. I just think we might have missed. I'd go back I to San Antonio. Merging, yeah, no. Um, I think maybe merging with the USFL would have been, or the uh, no, XFL. No, no, I, because then our game is at risk. Well, okay? under then under, our three I mean, downs become at risk. Then our field size is at risk. Yeah. Then our twelve players is at risk. No, yeah. we're not merging with anybody. That's not a viable option, in my opinion. That is detrimental to the game. If it came down to the league survival, though, if it was, okay, we have to merge or we're, we're, we're folding. Um, we're not at, we're not yeah, at but point. I don't think we're at that stage, and we're not going to be at that stage anytime soon. Uh, you know, now. now. We have 60 years of history, right. 70 years of history in the CFL. A lot of people say it's over 100, but, now, but it's not. Um, one one of these leagues, if one of these leagues folds, that's when you could jump on a franchise and say, "Hey, uh, would you guys be interested in coming to the CFL? You know what? You keep your stadium. Um, I don't know, keep your players. That would be for the the CFL and the teams to work out. But you could probably, you know, pick up a team or two teams and get them to join the CFL. And then you already have a built-in fan base of that." of that team, right? They'd be cheering for whatever the Memphis, whatever mad dogs or whatever they're called. So you'd be a mad dog fan. You wouldn't really care if, you know, I, I know speaking for myself, if let's say the CFL went broke and we had to go play in a different league. Well, I would still support Winnipeg football. So I would, I'm a supporter. I would go and still cheer on the bombers in whatever league they played in. Um, Kind of like soccer fans, right? When their teams get relegated, they still support their their team, their city, in whatever league they, they play in. So, 
Um, and I, I think as for the 10th team, if it does happen and you can get an owner like uh, Montreal got, that would that would strengthen the league and that would uh, that would help that would help improve salaries as well. If you got another uh, billionaire owning uh, a maritime team, that would uh, that would help immensely. Regardless of regardless of what's happening in Halifax, there simply is not a large enough population base in that basin to support a CFL team. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm not they don't that. have more people than Saskatchewan does, and Saskatchewan is only successful because of their fear of loss and the umpteen thousand years of tradition and generational. Um, I mean, right from the time that they're born, they're born with green diapers. I mean, they, they eat, breathe, and sleep this, this game because there really isn't anything else in that province. That's not – that history is not there in Halifax. That commitment isn't there in Halifax. Who is going to do this? Who is going to drive that multi-generational fan base in Halifax? It's not going to happen. You need a broader spectrum of fan base fan population to make that successful and it's simply not there. Well yeah, I mean it's simply not there. CDC, I mean it would be a it would be a uphill battle. If, if if that ever gets off the ground, it'll be very interesting. You'd need an owner with deep, deep pockets. Yeah, and the thing is, in Saskatchewan, it works. Is you got people that drive 300, 400 kilometers every game from every corner of that province to go down and, yeah. and see the riders play. I don't think you get that in Nova Scotia because a you don't have that population, and you're not going to be getting other people from other uh, other of the maritime provinces like PEI and stuff like that. I just don't see that. Because a lot of places you got to take. You will, to but get not there. very many. You but it'll wear off. You, you got to realize that the majority of football fans in the Maritimes right now aren't CFL fans dreaming for a team. They're New England Patriot fans. <laughs> yeah, because that's the closest pro well, team the to fu- them. What was that, Will? And even, even even Quebec. I I didn't say anything, but you know, I I, I don't know. It'll it'd take a while to get a fan base in Nova Scotia, but I still think those people would be willing to drive, and they're only they're only a couple of hundred thousand people smaller than Saskatchewan. So, I don't know. I mean, obviously... Right, and Saskatchewan is too small. Yeah, I know that. But, obviously, Randy's going to try. Obviously. Because he keeps on saying he's going to try. So, maybe he doesn't... He knows something we don't. I don't know. And let's not forget one thing. Keep going. Oh, I was going to say, let's not forget one thing. Everybody says Saskatchewan. As great as they think they are, their fan base, when they lose, 
fans fans don't just go there blindly. There's empty seats. Last year so there was coming. I mean the Great Cup was empty. So I mean they're still a very strong fan base, but just to say that they're gonna that support's always gonna be there and you can always get thirty three thousand in Saskatchewan for a game, that's simply not true and history has shown that. Fans are fickle. I don't care what sport they are, what team it is. They, there's no team in the CFL that's any different. There's always going to be yeah, the hardcore supporters, regardless. They're they're there in Toronto, okay? They're there in Vancouver. Um, it, it doesn't matter what team you are. You're always going to have a hardcore group of fans in there, and then you're going to go, have a whole pile of uh, bandwagon fans, and they yeah. jump. They and jump at the first time of any yeah. controversy. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't care what team you are. If you're having a losing season, you're not going to draw as many people. That's just a fact. It doesn't matter what team you are. Yeah. The yeah, number one wealthiest person people... in, in Missouri is $8.3 billion. And he's a sporting goods retailer. I could convince him to have a CFL team in 48 hours. Uh, Give him a call. Maybe he got that way for not investing in a CFL team. I'm reading it right now. Okay. So, anyhow, um, I just think that there's – the CFL needs to change. I agree everything about it. I just don't think the league itself is going in the right direction. Now, is that because of my arrogance that I think that I'm right? Uh, I'm told all the time on, on the group that I'm the only one that has this opinion. And uh, it's funny. All four of us have the same opinion. Of course it's not true. It's just idiots. Um, it, it, Brings me back to the the story about the tiger arguing with the donkey and taking it to the lion. Do you remember? Do you know that story? I don't. No. Me either. I've heard it. I've heard it. The tiger and the donkey are having an argument. The donkey says that the sky is green, and the tiger says the sky is blue, and they're going back and forth, and they can't come to an agreement. So they go to the lion who is the king and and they they say look we're having this argument we have this discussion what say you and the lion turns around and he says the sky is green and the donkey goes ha ha see it was me i'm right i'm right and he goes running off all happy and everything else and the lion the tiger goes what the fuck and the lion smacks the tiger over the head and and he goes what was that for you know the sky is blue and he says i do and you're wasting my time arguing with a jackass. There's nothing you could have said to convince him otherwise, so why did you try? Kind of valid point. It is a good point. Don't waste your time arguing with jackasses because you're never going to win. And there are so, anyhow, uh, that was my rant. Like dug in on that. 
and and that goes right back to my Abraham Wald and his uh, survivability uh, bias, where we're not the people that the CFL needs to survey. You survey me, I'm going to tell you what, you know, the CFL is wonderful. It's awesome. I love it, right? It's different because I actually wouldn't say that. But 90% of the fans out there, like I, when I asked Will, I said, how would you make the CFL better? He goes, I don't think it's broken. I love it. Right? Don't ask a CFL fan. Ask a football fan who doesn't follow the CFL what it would take to make him follow the CFL. I mean – I, that's our job. I mean, that's our if, goal. You know what? And I don't even know if this would work. I mean, part of the thing I, I think as far as making it more popular is I, I tend to wonder if educating people would make it more popular. Okay? So, for example, and, and don't take this the wrong way, uh, the wrong way, Rudy, hockey for okay. an average person is a pretty simple game. Okay? An average person, oh, it is. you can sit down and watch a hockey game and you understand what's going on almost immediately. As a matter of fact, about four weeks ago, I took I took a guy from my office to the, to the Flames game and he's from India. He's only been in Calgary or he's only been in Canada for two years. He'd never been to a hockey game and we sat there and it took me five minutes to explain to him what was going on and he watched it and he was instantly hooked. Okay. Football is a whole lot different because I, I hate to say it. It's not as action packed. Right. And, and there's lots yes, of stoppages. Yes, no. There's lots of stoppages and the average yeah. person other than when you take the ball and throw it to the guy running down the field and he scores a touchdown or the running back catches the ball and goes 80 yards down the field and scores a touchdown, most people don't know what's going on. And, and if you get an yeah. offensive battle, people are bored out of their skulls. Okay? So it's a harder game to educate people on, and I think that's half the problem. And I and I still believe, yeah. I still believe the NFL crowds, that people who watch the NFL, they don't know what's going on any either. But the NFL is so popular because they have 365 million people there, and that's half and of also, right Mark, there. And and the NFL tells you it's great, 24 hours, 365 days a year. They're so, they have a product team. to market. Absolutely. But they have a product to market. Yes. Okay? We don't have that product right now. We do and well, we don't. I still think it's we a do. fine line right there. I still think we I still think we have the product to market, but um I just don't know who's interested. What was it was it last well, I mean, week on Facebook? Last week on Facebook, I think they said when 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 Montreal got bought, it was the twenty third story on TSN that day. Yes, and that is and that and that is a company that gives the CFL forty or fifty million dollars a season 
to put their shit on TV. And it wasn't yep. their top story. They, they need some competition. Absolutely, they do. The only way that you're going to get competition for them is to have a, some, another person or another entity excited about it. And I think we need it to get ESPN excited they about it. Care. Uh, no, it's not Sportsnet. It, it's not that ESPN but, is competitors to TSN because they actually own TSN. But if the right. big boys all of a sudden take notice, then the little boy has to play along, right? TSN would have to do a better job if ESPN told them to. Right now, ESPN has no desire to tell them that. Pretty simple. But, you know, when you turn a game on sometimes and you're watching a game in Toronto and there's, like, 1,100 people there, that's, that doesn't – the optics look bad there. No matter how good and exciting the game is, somebody who's not a CFL fan sees that and they instantly, like, they don't – they're not sticking around to watch another play. It just doesn't – there's no atmosphere. Mm-hmm. So, And even – I mean, Edmonton, I mean, that's, like, it's tough. The big stadiums, I mean, sometimes you have 25,000 there, which is a, you know, a sellout in Hamilton. And, I mean, the atmosphere is great in Hamilton. And, you know, in Edmonton, it's like, it looks, it's dreadful. So, sometimes the optics don't help the CFL. It kind of hinders it. Oh. John Morris, this billionaire in... uh... In Missouri that I'm looking at, do you know what he's done? You know what he owns? No. Cabela's and ProBass. Bass Pro. Oh, that's who that guy is. Okay. Yeah. They're everywhere. They are. Good store in Abbotsford. I was in there the other day buying ammo. That guy's got a lot of money. Guy's got money, eight billion dollars. He's a majority shareholder. Okay. Anyhow, um, that's taken us an hour on my early morning rant here. Um, Do you have any any further thoughts on it, William? No, not really. I mean, like I said, I I I don't care. I don't care if it eventually turns into eighteen-year-old kids from high school playing CFL football or whatever. I will always watch CFL football. Okay. And yeah, I I know you will. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, we didn't even but, talk. And but I mean, you're going to die. You talk about. Hold on, but you no, I'm not. You talk about uh, talk about how we can make it better and getting rid of the Canadian ratio and all that stuff. That's fine. But if if you think about it, it has, it has ebbs and flows like everything else. We've, we've often said on this podcast in the last year 
that the quarterback quality is not very high in the CFL right now. And no. and other than other than Nathan Rourke, there are no Canadian quarterbacks in the CFL. Okay, so I I, I I wonder. Right. Okay, and he he sucks. By the way, not um, really a starter. He'll he'll yeah. he'll never be he'll never be anything. Um, just just saying yeah. sorry. I mean, sorry, don't want to upset Michael O'Connor. But the ratio has affected. Toronto gave up on him. Calgary gave up on him. I think BC will give him another year, but they'll give up on him too. Okay. So and and in, so, anyways, it doesn't matter. Um, I I just think overall the talent. How do you how do you make the game better in the CFL? Make the get the get better talented players. Yes, the Canadian getting rid of the Canadian ratio is one way, but still bringing in and attracting more talented players. And once again, right. I, that probably goes you back to raising salaries, but whatever. What? Right. Very good. How do you get a player off the practice roster of an NFL team? How do you get a third stringer off the NFL team? You have to pay them more money. Yeah, but I, I don't. I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily know that we want the practice roster player off an NFL team. I mean, the only people, who, the only person, the only person who thinks Chris Strebler is great are Bomber fans. Okay, I wouldn't track Chris Strebler uh, down no, to play in the not, CFL. Not all of them. That's 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 a false statement. Okay, so no, but I, hang on, I, hang on. I, the problem with that is, and and I'll correct myself because you're right. We do we really want those players because of the difference between the NFL and the CFL, the actual game and how it's played. There are players in the NFL that, that some of the best players in the NFL couldn't play in the CFL. Okay. Because it's a different game. It's a, the D-backs are, would have a problem up here. They'd shit the bed. They couldn't cover the receivers the way that they do. They couldn't handle the waggle the way that they do. They're just not ready for it. They have to adapt greatly for that position. There are some people who are built for this wide-open game, and there's people who are built for the defensive struggles the, of the NFL. Right. Yeah, absolutely. But you see, I agree with that. So, you see, one... It, just one because of, they wash out of the NFL doesn't mean that they're not going to fit into the CFL. Yeah, but you see, what what I think one of the biggest problems is is a guy goes and tries out in the NFL, and say he tries out for the NFL team, and and he hangs around on practice rosters and not on practice rosters for two or three or four years or whatever, and he doesn't make it. I don't even think a lot of them even consider the CFL. Because, number one, they'd have to move to a different country. And number two, in the beginning, they will have to play for shit money. Yeah. And maybe they have other right, opportunities. Right, so let's see if we we got to increase that money. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. And the only way you but can the increase the money 
is by expanding the CFL. So, yeah, there, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of little steps, and there's a lot, there's a lot of continuations. You, you do this, you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to do this. It's no different than building a building. You can't just slap the roof on. You have to build a foundation. So, I mean, we have to do things in the proper progression of doing that. And right now, I don't so, think that's so, being done in the league. I don't even think they're aware so, of that in the league. So let me ask you this question. Why do you think the average owner in the CFL owns a CFL team? It's a hobby. It's a not to make money. They have to be a fan. If, if, if I were okay. a multimillionaire on a large scale, I would buy a CFL team, strictly because I love the game, okay? I would be prepared to throw money away just to own a CFL team. I would do it. Okay. Okay. So, so why are they question. doing it? Because of the love of the game. Okay. So for the love of the game. So here is my question. Why would they even be close to interested in expansion? Who? The current CFL owners. Well, well they get money from why the expansion. Why would they want an expansion? No, they're yeah. not going to get money from the expansion. The expansion fee is $12 million. To divide that by eight, nine teams that are already existing is $1.3 million that's each. That's, it's, that, that's a ridiculous concept. In fact, the league's it's probably going to keep all of that money and not pass it on to the teams. It really doesn't. It's inconsequential. So what motivates them to expand? There is no motivation. Well, they want a stable league is what they want. Yeah, but they're, 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 they're losing money anyways. You know what? And they'll probably Why, be, why mean, are they how, pushing how for Halifax? Long? I don't get it. Well, I, I don't know that either. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It's not going to be know. a stable franchise. They're going to have to bail this thing out financially. What? Why do these owners want to push for a 10th team in Halifax when it's going to cost them nothing but money? They're already dumping money into their city. Why do they have to dump it into another city? Makes no sense. It's illogical to me. How can intelligent well, people be this way? Yeah, but maybe, they, maybe the reason they're looking at Halifax is because they don't want, for example, another team – to open in Ontario because that that that's competition against what they what they have for fans now. Well, they don't have another city in Ontario. How many people are there in Southern Ontario? How many people are in Southern Ontario? I don't know. I don't know. Twelve, fifteen million people. You could, could probably like put that. two teams into Southern Ontario, and it wouldn't affect the Tiger yes, Cats or the Argos. You could probably put one into. Um, Windsor, Ontario, you probably could put one into London, and it wouldn't affect it because it's a great enough distance away from those two franchises. It wouldn't even affect them. Okay, so and then why don't we do it? Why don't we do it then? The good I don't know. I've been saying Windsor, Ontario is a great place because of the amount of people in Detroit that follow the CFL. 
I mean, that, that actually came to me from Mike Townsend, who is a Detroit resident, or at least was. He's born and raised in Detroit. He says that he grew up watching CBC, watching uh, CFL football on CBC, because it was broadcast across uh-huh. the live air, you know, before cable vision. Right. From, from Windsor, Ontario. Right. Right. And, and the amount of CFL fans that are in Detroit is huge. Now, because uh-huh. they're football fans. So they're going to follow the CFL. They're mm-hmm. going to follow the NFL. They follow their NCAA team. I think there's more NCAA fans than there are NFL fans in America. Yep. So, you know, it, it just, it just, they, they just want to fall. They just want to watch football. So Windsor, Ontario, I don't think there's that many they would CFL. just drive across the border and watch a football game. I, I don't think there's that many. I don't think it's that popular in, in Detroit. I don't think the CFL is that. Oh, it, it, it is so popular in Detroit. It's amazing. I, I honestly wanted to have I, a game I, in Windsor, practice in Windsor, and play their games I, in the Silverdome. But the Silverdome I, got I would have to see. I, I, I doubt that. I doubt that. I know we go to we go to Grand Forks or Fargo here, and they don't even know what the CFL is. It's like talking. It's like talking to Martians. They don't even know. They go oh, the Bombers, and they vaguely they don't know anything. They have no interest, and those are just small college towns. So I I think you're overestimating the popularity in Detroit and the United States. No, I'm not saying it's on fans. I just think you're over. I just think you're overestimating the popularity. How many fans do you think you need to have to be successful? Well, out of a population of a million, you probably need 100,000 fans because they're not all going to go to the games, right? 100,000 fans. How many people are there? What's the population of Detroit? They're all not going to go. A couple million. A couple million? Four. Look it up. Four or five? I don't know, six? I'm looking it up Look right it up. now. I'll say six. I'll say six. Okay, hold on. Uh, let's see here. It's in six. Right. So, in Detroit, population of Metro Detroit... Uh, well, say, it's, that's it's, like Metro Vancouver. You want a, Greater Detroit? Yeah. Okay, Greater Detroit. Uh, I guess that'd be like Urban Detroit here. Uh, well, Urban De- like, hold on a second. What am I doing here? Okay, so yeah, the, the population of Urban Detroit is three point seven six, three point seven seven six million. So just under yes, 4 that's million. Detroit. That's the city of Detroit. But what about the greater Detroit area, right. which is, includes Pontiac and a bunch of other places, right? Yeah. Um, 4.365 million. million. Oh. I got different numbers here. Okay. So let's say it's roughly 5 million. But you got to add something else there. So ten percent of that is well, what? I've got urban Detroit is four point three. Five hundred thousand. That is right. 
But also, you've got to add something to that because this would be a Windsor team. Windsor. So you've got to add in the population of Windsor, which is another 500,000 mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. So now you're looking at a million people there. Yeah, if you're only and taking any 10% little of town. the Detroit population. Right. So you've got the population base there easily. Yep. You do, but you have no, like, there's no, like, like in Halifax, you said, like, there's no culture, there's no, there's no anything for, you know, CFL football. So it would be, it would be a gamble. Yeah. You have two big colleges. It'd two be a great colleges. gamble, you but have, you, you could have, actually, you could play the games in Detroit. You could have a Windsor team, but they play the games in a Detroit stadium. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not in. That was not, not in the, not, Probably not in the city. Nobody likes to go into Detroit because the city's a a whole um, city. I would think uh, it is, but the I mean the Lions play there, the Pistons play there, the the Red Wings play there. Play maybe at uh, University of Michigan, not the not the big one, but the Michigan uh, State. The Spartans play, but yeah, I mean, I I think though the way it's going though, they're they're gonna they're gonna knock themselves out over Halifax, and then if that blows up and the league starts to struggle, then they might look to uh, to the U.S. Well, at that point, they'll That's have to That's the way that's going to go. Yeah, it's gonna, it could be a repeat of what it was like in the 90s. Yeah. It doesn't sound like, it doesn't like the ratio is going anywhere anytime soon. Not, not, not the hard-line hard position that the CFLPA took in the last negotiations. Yeah. And and that also would raise salaries because right now Canadian salaries are for the CFL Canadian players. I mean they're they're inflated. If you're a top, if you're a Canadian who's you know one of the top Canadians, you're going to get paid. If you're you know a lot. If more you're money. a starting Canadian, you're going to get paid more than a starting American at the same position. Yeah. Not necessarily if you're a safety or you're a, you know, whatever. But the, the key positions, running back, receiver, uh, whatever, right? I mean, O-lineman, you're going to get paid more because some other team is going to scoop you up. And that's wrong. And that goes back to where I said that um, uh, left tackle should be paid in this price range between X amount of dollars and X amount of dollars, regardless of your nationality. You're on the low end. You're on the high end. You've got a three tiers type of thing that you get paid. That's it. I, 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 I so love that idea. I don't see it happening. I don't it's see the PA would put the foot down so fucking fast on that one. would ever 
Yeah, I was going to say, there's no chance the PA would ever agree to that. No. Well, I mean, that is how typical unions work. Unlike That's how it was at, at yeah, a pay scale, right? And you come in at t- this tier, and this job has this, and then you negotiate your the the union and the and the company negotiate what that posi- what pay scale that position gets. Okay, whether you're a machine candor or a janitor or whatever else, you're on that pay scale because so that pay scale is boom, 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 all the way up. No different in here. Why would this be any different? I'm not saying that all running backs should make the same amount of money, but there should be, okay, so this is your pay scale. You can have this uh, step 25, step 22, or step 21, right? You're in one of those positions. You, you know, the quarterbacks are up in position one, two, three, and four. And, you know, top of the league – you know, your, your top-tier quarterbacks straight across the league all make the same amount of money. They're, free agency disappears when this happens. Free agency disappears because there's no need for it. No other team out there is going to be paying you stupid money. There's no way that um, Darrell Walker or um, uh, uh, who, who, not Darrell Walker, who was the Kenny Lawler would be getting $300,000. Kenny Lawler. Just wouldn't happen. You don't pay for you don't pay fucking receivers that much money. And who they got over no, there? Who did Edmonton now sign on $320,000? What, what fucking yeah. stupid idiot does this, Chris Jones? Come on, Chris. What the hell are you Good doing? Time. I can't defend you as one of the best coaches in the CFL if you do dumb shit like that. Mm. And, and that was something and, and else the other day. Somebody asked. Somebody asked me if I put a team in the in St. Louis, do I think St. Louis would be a good place? I explained why I thought St. Louis was a good place. Who would you get for a coach for St. Louis? If you were to start up a – you're the owner. You're the new owner. Who would you get to coach the new St. Louis team? Chris Jones. Two people came to mind immediately. Who are they? Two people. Chris Jones, one? one he's Mark my number Pressman, one. Again. His contract is up next Mark year. Mark Tressman. Bingo. Well, Mark Tressman. Mark Tressman. Yep. Yep. All those two fuckers did when they were in the CFL was win. Mm-hmm. 100% that's who I would have. One of those two guys would be my coach. Did they get a good crowd in St. Louis for the last uh, XFL game? But they had a big yeah, crowd. Fort, they made a big no, crowd no. last week. How much? It's the biggest crowd in the, it's the biggest crowd in the history of the XFL, just under forty thousand. Yeah. Well, good for them. I, I don't wish them to, to to collapse. I don't think that they really affect the CFL in any way. If they're successful, so be it. 
it's all over by the time the CFL starts. We're not com- mm-hmm. competing for the same fans, right? Different fans. The only ca- only fans that we compete with is the NFL fans, and and that's after Labor Day. Well, I don't care if the CFL or the XFL survives or not. It doesn't matter to me. It makes no difference to anybody in the CFL. Because I don't think they're just going to start throwing money around to players. I don't think that that's going to happen. So they're not going to be stealing the, the great players. And, and even if they do, I don't think that that's going to be an issue with the CFL. There's enough talent out there that we can keep finding people. Okay, so where are we going to go next, Charles? Pick a topic. Pick a Start with it. All right. Uh, well, uh, we can go to well, we can go into uh, well, we we're talking about expansion. So now it appears that the the league is going to start aggressively going back. Uh, now that they've got the sale of the Alouettes finished, they're planning to go and start being aggressive towards uh, expanding to Halifax again. And basically, they're talking about a pop-up stadium, not a permanent stadium right now. Just some, I think we touched on it last week. Basically, a pop-up stadium, probably similar to what we saw here in Vancouver when uh, they had Empire Fields uh, here uh, while the uh, BC Place was being renovated. Yeah, I did. But they called it I the, hate the a idea. long-term pop-up stadium. I, I hate the idea. I, I hated that stadium. I mean, it was a good environment to be in, being back outdoors and everything else until it got winter. But um, it, it was terrible. The concessions were garbage. There was no fucking washrooms. There was no – the players didn't have dressing rooms. It was just, it was just terrible. And I, I know that if it's going to be a semi-permanent thing, they were going to have, they're going to have to address all of those things where the BC Lions didn't have yeah. to address it because they knew they were only there for one year. Mm-hmm. It always, it's always going oh. to be hokey. And you lose a ton of money. To me, it kind of makes, it makes the league bush, it makes the league look bush league that they got this rinky-dink little stadium that they put up and take More down. So. I mean, if you want to have a professional football team, have a professional stadium. Have you at least a permanent stadium. No other pro sports no. team in North America has this little Mickey Mouse stadium that you can uh, take and it's, it's weird. Meccano set. I don't know. It, it, it sounds it's Bush League. It's Mickey Mouse. 
So, and the whole thing here, – here's another thing that bothers me about the CFL that's really been pissing me off the last few days is because everybody – not a few days, quite some time now – is everybody says, oh, we need to make these little boutique stadiums, 25,000 people, da-da-da-da-da. Fuck that. Every team in this league should have a 40,000-seat stadium minimum, and we should be working our asses off to fill them. But if you build yourself a 25,000-seat stadium, when you need a 40,000-seat stadium, you're screwed. If well, the league gets no back choice. to where you're it right. was, if we get the league back to where it was, then you're leaving money on the table. How do you expect to play your, pay your players more money if you can't put the people in the seats because you have no seats? Well, it's illogical. The CFL have ne- but some markets in the CFL have never drawn that well. I mean, look at Hamilton. They drew for shit for like for 20, 30 years. And just that, they got a new stadium, and now they're getting 23,000. So, I mean, for them to have a 40,000-seat stadium would be a bad idea. They would never fill it. Once in a while, great cop. I mean, you can get, even now, uh, for Labor Day, you can go get a ticket for Toronto Hamilton on Labor Day. It's not like sold sold out tight. You can get a ticket on, on game day. So, I mean, I think 25000 is fine, but no, but no less. I mean, no. Winnipeg has 33,000, and there's empty seats every, like there's 3,000 empty seats every game. And so, except for Banjo Bowl. I mean, so I, I, I think 25 to 30, 30, 25 to 30,000 is probably what the future is going to be. And even even some NFL it's, teams, it's too they're small. not selling out either. I don't think so. Well, I mean, it limits your... I mean, if you market properly and you have a you have a good crowd and you and with TV money, TSN TV money is not as bad as everybody thinks. So if you get twenty three thousand a game, you're probably going to break even, maybe even make a little profit. But I, I, I used to be the break even point. Now I don't know what it is because I mean, no one shares their financials. So who knows what's what? It'd be nice to have some. Some, this, some numbers disclosed by the private clubs to see exactly where they're at. Um, and Will's then, probably just hoping uh, for a story. that doesn't have racks on him. The other issue is what's the weather like in, Hall- in, in Halifax in, in October, November? Cold, kind of windy, might, rainy. Might be kind of, yeah. That might not be the. Might be a bit of an issue. Is there any been any more talk? And Will would probably know this of the Stampeders getting any sort of new stadium. I thought I heard rumblings about that not that long ago, but I haven't heard anything else. What's 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 wrong with uh, McMahon Stadium? Rabbit. Um, well, there's rabbits, rats. Sometimes you go in the bathroom and only half the bathroom works. We, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't have rats in Alberta, just so you know. It's a rat-free zone. Okay, they're buddies. Um, the, 
the bathrooms the bathrooms always work at McMahon Stadium, especially the plastic ones in the closets, you know, called porter potties. They always work. Um, I yeah, I mean McMahon Stadium. My my seat my seat is always there. There's a football field and there's players on the football field. What more do you want? Fair enough. I mean, yeah, I really, I really, I really, I really did enjoy. No, no, I really did enjoy last summer going to the Bomber Stadium, IG Field. It was very cool, very nice. Um, you know, it, 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 but, but it had the same thing that Calgary has. It had a seat for me, and it had a field, and it had football players on the field. I didn't notice anything else. The the one thing I did like is they had they did have water things that you could fill your water bottle up with. I was impressed with that. Okay. So nobody, Charles. Nobody is building anything in Calgary because number one, interest rates are too fucking high right now, and and they're just not going to do it. They're just not going to do it. Because I know because the flames can't would, get a new build, build. They've been trying for years. Well, well, no, but would would building a new stadium bring more fans to football games? I don't know about that. Probably not. Well, it probably would at first because so, of the novelty, but that that wear off after a while. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and uh, you know what? Yeah, they could use a new hockey arena, but. Once again, it costs money, and I yep. just, I just, you know, it's, it's just—it's not a little bit of money crazy. either. Well, no. no, and and here's the here's the thing, and I've heard all kinds of horror stories. I mean, I know they built that big Rexall place in uh, in Edmonton, and they say concession prices in Edmonton are just fucking out of this world. Okay, so not that I would buy food at any football, hockey game, or whatever, because they don't do that kind of stuff. But you know, I I don't know, man. I, I understand it attracts people and it brings in all kinds of events, and they can make all kinds of money. But I don't know. It just doesn't seem to be something that happens in Calgary. So. I will tell you that. And I mean, I'd rather and watch a game and, oh. and if you, sorry, I was just going to say, and don't forget, I'm from Winnipeg, and I, I knew, I found nothing wrong with Canada in the stadium. I think Canada in the stadium, the location was fucking perfect. Okay? And they fucked that up when they moved the stadium, in my mind. Yeah, and they got federal now, money for for building on. They, they got they got federal money for building at the university, right? Is there but is that, there still is there still an empty is there still an empty Target store on that on that space now? Still to this day? No, they they put some other kind of store in there that's probably not going to last. Right. Yeah. So. They, I mean, right. Rudy, did I you mean, go to Bronco games I, when you were a kid? When did you go to yeah. Bronco games when you were a kid, Rudy? And did you walk yeah. to the stadium? Me too. I used Me to too. live uh, walking distance. I, 
I used to live, and then my mom, we moved in. I was, like, across the street, like, in the new development. And I just, like, hopped the fence, and I was there. So it was very convenient. But, I mean, going back to Chalice, honestly, give me McMahon Stadium sight lines over Edmonton any day of the week. I went to a game in Edmonton, and I... Okay, Edmonton's got that stupid track. Yeah. You're so far away from the play. Yeah. It sat me up for that. Oh, it was That's the one brutal. thing I really noticed when I was there for the Grey Cup is that the sight lines aren't great at all because, well, you got no. these stands that are, like, super steep, but you got this stupid track around the field, so you're far away from the field. Yeah. <clears throat> Okay, let's uh, let's let's move on. We've got 30 minutes left in the show, and I think uh, so far we've done pretty good without an agenda. Uh, not that I want to do this on a regular okay. basis because I don't think I can actually come up with a, a large, passionate subject as I did tonight. Because it would be really stupid to rehash the same one over again. So let's uh, jump into some of the things that Charles found, uh, or I'm going to jump into something I found right away. Uh, CFL is making a big thing right now and has been for quite some time that diversity is strength and the conversations and the changing of the sports landscape. And this has everything to do with being right now in the International Month of the Woman. Well, it's really cool that women are now into the executive positions on football teams and coaching positions and Not only that, newscasters, broadcast, sports broadcasters, everything else. But CFL has always been diverse. This is not something new to us. We were the first people to have black quarterbacks in football. Warren Moon came to Canada because he was absolutely not going to get an opportunity to play quarterback in the NFL. So he came to Canada. Uh, So so many other players. I mean, Canada or the CFL has always been diverse, regardless of what the circumstances were, regardless of whether what race, creed, color, whatever, sexual orientation. It really doesn't matter what you are if you're going to be playing in the CFL because we're going to love you regardless. So is this the changing of the sports landscape? No, this is the way it has always been in the CFL. And Yes, it's nice to bring it out because we're in the international month of the woman. But it, the fact of the matter is, is that this would happen regardless. It's just part of who the CFL is. We want the best person for the job, regardless of their sex, their religion, their race, their sexual orientation, whatever. Except the players, of course. We we only want Canadian players. Charles. Yeah, I, I, I did something you said for what you say. I mean, the the CFL would uh, have um, you know uh, black quarterbacks and stuff like that. The NFL, you all, never saw that for a while. Warren Moon was like kind of a trailblazer in that. I mean, and not never, but there were a whole lot more uh, uh, black CFL quarterbacks than there were in the, especially going back to the '80s when you had guys like Conrad Holloway. You had uh, Joe Pow Pow, Roy DeWalt, Warren Moon, of course. So you had that a, a whole lot more in the uh, CFL than you had in the NFL back in those days. And it's kind of the same way for coaches and GMs and so on like that. So it is a good thing. And CFL, you're right, has always been a much more uh, diversified league 
in the CFL where basically, you know, like you said, let the best person, if you're the best person for the job, it doesn't matter who you are, you get the job. And that's how it should be. And there's no ratio for coaches or women or anything. We just, They just get the job because they, you know, earn it. It's a novel idea, but it's a good idea. It, just, it, it boggles the mind. We're back onto the ratio right away. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I agree with you. I mean, Danny, uh, Roy Shivers and Danny Barrett, first black uh, there you GM go. and, and, and coaxing tandem in, in right. Saskatchewan in the CFL, in any sport, yep. I believe, at that time. Mm-hmm. Just didn't happen. Yeah. Okay, so I, I'm not this this story. I, I I put this into this into our quasi agenda simply because I, I I found it redundant. It, it, it made no sense to me. But CFL is making a big deal out of it. Okay, we did have the passing of Bud Grant recently at the age of 95. Uh, Minnesota Vikings coach, uh, longtime Winnipeg Blue Bombers coach. Uh, I am a little disheartened that the Winnipeg Blue Bomber fans think that the coach of the year, the Anastukas Trophy, should be renamed the Bud Grant Trophy. Uh, go find another award, okay? Like, seriously, don't be an idiot. Um, but, yeah, recognize Bud Grant for his greatness? Of course. He is one of the better ones. Uh, but, yeah, leave, leave the shit alone. Uh, Rudy, you got anything to say about it? Yeah, Bud Grant fan, of course. You um, are. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't hear. I didn't hear this movement that um, Bomber fans wanted to uh, have the, the name change. But um, yeah, no, I, I would just leave the. I would leave the coaching uh, award alone. And like you said, maybe find a different award, maybe for a new coach in the league or or whatever. Um, no, he was. Uh, he's beloved here and in Minnesota. So he would come back here and. He still used to fish and hunt up in uh, northern Manitoba. He'd come in the uh, in the in the autumn, and uh, he was uh, quite a guy. I'm not sure if his coaching tactics would be allowed today. I think a lot of those old coaches that everybody fawns over today, they'd all be canceled. I think about that today. All those, you know, I mean, he'd make guys practice with no no sleeves in in, Nove- in November and go out there, and I'm sure there was a lot of tough love. So. It's, I always find it interesting how coaches of the past, you know, uh, like what do you think, you know, I coach like Mike Ditka, he wouldn't be allowed to do half the stuff he did with the Bears in the 80s. Um, even Don Matthews probably got away with a lot of things in the 80s that he wouldn't, be, wouldn't have gotten away with in 2021 or 22 and 23. So, yeah, no, good guy and uh, R.I.P., and there's a statue outside Winnipeg Stadium. If uh, anybody comes to a game, he's out there. So, oh, that's it. Okay. Else? Uh, Bud Grant, he's had quite the career. First of all, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, he is the only coach to be a head coach in both the Grey Cup and the Super Bowl. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Ooh. I don't think there's anybody else, but I could be wrong. Him. Oh, no, sorry, Mar- Marv Levy, Marv Levy also uh, was a coach in the Grey Cup and the uh, Super Bowl. But 
but Bud Grant was very interesting. I was reading up on him, and he was a multi-sports uh, personality. Not only, of course, he was a great football coach and football player, he was also the general manager of the Winnipeg Jets, um, who signed not, Bob Hall away from the Chicago Blackhawks. Not Bud Grant. Uh, not Bud Grant. Not Bud Not Bud Grant. Not Bud no. That was Anastukas. Anastukas. That was Anastukas. Oh, not Bud sorry. Grant. Sorry, sorry. No, <laughs> I know what I'm thinking of. Bud Grant, sorry, that was a mistake. So what Bud Grant did is he was in a very accomplished basketball player. He actually played in the NBA and won an NBA championship with the Minnesota Lakers in 1951. So he was a guy that was multi-sports, so, but also a great head coach uh, both in the CFL and the NFL. So if you're looking at legendary coach, uh, there's a guy there. And he played for the Bombers, too. He was a player for the Bombers, I believe, in the Yes, 40s. he did. Yep. Yeah. So, um, are you done, Charles? Yes. Yes, yes. Just, just a few other yes, things. Um, started coaching. They, they offered him the coaching job with the Bombers when he was 29 years old. Okay. And previous to that, he led the Western Division in in receptions three years in a row in the CFL. Okay. He also, and this is an interesting thing I heard today, I was listening to that sports radio show in Saskatchewan. In 19, I do believe it was 1956, there was an all-star game somewhere in the CFL and three Saskatchewan Rough Riders and one Blue Bomber offensive lineman were killed in a plane crash. It, it, 66 people died in that plane crash. Bud Grant was supposed to be on that plane, and he canceled his ticket at the last minute because he had something else to do. So we, we probably wouldn't even been talking about Bud Grant if he had got on that airplane, which is, yeah. which is a pretty amazing thing. He also, he also holds a playoff record in the CFL for most interceptions in a playoff game. Take a guess, guys. How many? In one five. game? <laughs> one game. Playoff game. Five. So... He was quite an accomplished athlete, is all I'm going to say. But well, he, and, he and he still, I mean, they still talk. They still, Ed Rudy, how long ago? It, it was recent that they put that statue up, right? Three, four, five years ago, maybe? Uh, yeah, yeah, probably four or five years ago, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. so, and then, and then, of course, he went to the NFL and, and, and was the head coach in four Super Bowls, which he lost each one. But that's pretty much an accomplishment. Um, I was also listening to that Saskatchewan radio show. They had Mark Tressman on here, and Mark Tressman actually got to uh, 
Bud Grant was part of his career, the latter part of his of Bud Grant's career. He he got Mark Tressman was involved, which is kind of cool. Um, and he had nothing but great things to say about uh, about Bud Grant. So apparently, his cool. biggest thing is even as a even as a head coach in the CFL and the NFL, he actually went home for dinner every night with his family. And he also was the first first person to be inducted into the CFL Hall of Fame and the Pro Football Hall of Fame. There you go. That's all the shit I have on Bud Grant. Apparently a real good guy. So. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And he lived a good long life, 95 years old. Yeah, 95 yeah. is pretty good. 95 is pretty good. Okay, so I have a, a, a an off-football trivia question for you, something about your Bud Grant plane crash here that uh, reminded me of this. So we all know that famous people seem to die in plane crashes, and one of the most famous people would have been Buddy Holly. And the Big Bopper and Richie Valens all died on the same plane crash the same night and everything else. Um who gave up the seat so that Buddy Holly could get on the plane because Buddy Holly was really sick? He didn't I know Jenny. this. Um, because Waylon Jennings because he wasn't on the yes. plane. Yes, yes. Yeah, it was Waylon Jennings. Jennings. He, he, was, he was a rock and roller, and then he went country after that. Yeah. Waylon Jennings. Anyhow, interesting little trivia. Okay, we got 17 minutes left in the show. We have a couple of more subject topics that we can jump onto, and what are they? Uh, do, 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 starting at the top here, uh, we I think we covered all of the Celado uh, 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 acquisition of the Montreal Alouettes. I haven't seen anything change about that. Um, Randy Ambrose, we talked about him uh, bringing going hard on the expansion to. Halifax, which is totally against everything that we believe in. Uh, Kevin Francis of the Edmonton Elks has requested a release or a trade, but there's no real indication as to what that, why that has been, has happened. Did, did anybody hear anything about it? What's he pissed off at? Nobody knows. He's, the communication, no, no one's like he said. No one's reached out to him, yeah, and, he, and and maybe his board yeah, hasn't paid. No. That's all he can. Okay. Sorry, who was the player? Uh, he had no the, real. He, his name is Kevin, Kevin Francis. Francis. He's a linebacker, a, a Canadian, a national linebacker. He used to play for the BC Lions. He went to Edmonton in free agency. And now he's re- he's asked for a release. Can I say who cares? <laughs> Pretty much. Here's a, I can do this. I haven't from, done that in a long time. There you here's, go. here's the latest a will who cares, but on no. the situation. Edmonton came out with a statement. The club is actively working with Kevin to address his concerns until the matter is resolved. We'll have no no further comment. Oh. Right. That tells us. Well, we lot. didn't expect anything more than that, did we? No. Okay, uh, no. Moving down the list, the BC Lions have created new ticket programs 
for fans on Vancouver Island and the BC interior. So they have put a transportation package together from the ferry terminal mm-hmm. in Victoria and the Nanaimo, and they will get on the bus on the ferry, and it takes you right to BC Play Stadium. And then after BC Play Stadium, does it take you back home, back to the ferry for the late night ferry, or does it take yeah. you to a hotel for the night? No, it takes it you back, takes to, you the back to the last ferry. Takes you back right. to the ferry, right? So they hustle you back to the ferry. And this is a program that they put together, and they're also doing uh, uh, into the BC interior. Uh, this might be interesting for me. I might actually do one a, a game from the interior because, regardless of where they're going in the interior, they have to go right through my town. So, yep. if, uh, whether they're coming from Kelowna or Kamloops or from wherever else, they got to stop, go right through Merritt. So, yeah, I might look into this and see how interesting it is. Um, but yeah, so they're trying to bring people from the uh, uh, where do I want to? I don't want to call it the fringes, but you know, from different places. Uh, unfortunately, I, they, they don't have anything from the Sunshine Coast, but I don't know how popular it would be up there. Let's see how interesting this is to the interior. I'm going to have to look into that a little bit more. Um, cool thing, Bud Grant passing away. We've done that. Uh, notable off-season additions and subtractions from the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Who the fuck cares? Um, I was just putting stuff in. Did I say in. that out loud? I know, I know, I know. This one gets me. Simone Lawrence tweets out, not enough people truly care about the CFL and its shows. Now, he's not wrong. But I think that that's what we ad- we were addressing for the first hour and a half of this show. And if you go to the next thing, it says that uh, there was a tweet out by BC Catalan. Um, it's 200-ish players that want the ratio. The CFL does not want it. The fans do not want it. It's the biggest thing holding the CFL back. Then Simone Lawrence says, American players make it look like we care, but we don't. So 200 players want the ratio. There are how many how many players are there in the CFL? 468-ish. That's 52 players on nine teams. So that isn't even half of the players Mm -hmm. want to keep the ratio. I thought we lived in a fucking democracy. 50%, 51% world. Get rid of this fucking ratio. And many of I'd the like people to know where wanted he, uh, came up with the information the about 200-ish players. Job. 100%. I mean, seriously, how many, how many Canadian football players in the CFL today would have a job tomorrow if we got rid of the ratio? How many? A dozen? No, I'd be more than that. I'd say probably 50 or 60. You think? Spread out over the 19. Yeah. You got If we've got 63 starters in the CFL, that's seven per team on, on nine teams, that's 63 starters, I don't think all 63 of those starters would make the team. No, probably not. 
Lamar Durant is one of them. Sam Howell was one of them. Don't be dissing. I, I doubt there be, be that. Sam I doubt there would don't be that be, many Canadians in the CFL. Don't be dissing Sam Hurl. He was a great linebacker. Just ask any writer. <laughs> okay, Rudy. Rudy, who would you rather yeah. have as a linebacker for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers? Sam Hurl or Adam Big Hill? Sam yeah. Hurl. Rudy's be honest. too scared to say it. Be honest. Rudy's just too scared to say it. No. Come on now. No. I'm going to the Big Hill. Yeah. Gee, you think? If you didn't pick Adam Big Hill, you wouldn't be allowed back on the show because you're too fucking yeah. stupid. Okay? Hang up on him. No, I mean, it It would be, I think, well, then you'd probably get some, you'd probably get Canadians to play for for the, they'd be on the other end of the spectrum where they would be taking a, they'd be taking a discount to play. Yeah, they would be coming in at minimum wage, know. right, to play football. Yeah. So, I mean, you're going to have more – you're going to have the Canadians where they are currently, which is on special teams. And uh, I, I doubt yeah. you'd ever even have, you know, a dozen starters. I don't think there'd be a dozen starters in the CFL. Maybe one per team? I don't think so. No, well, I, I, mean, I look, think you probably... Look at Brady Oliveira right now, okay? Have... Brady Oliveira is the running back for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, correct? Yeah. Yes. Yeah? Okay, he's a Canadian, okay? That is notoriously yes. not a Canadian position. So for a Canadian to be holding the running back position for a team, that means that he's damn good. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm sure you could find a cheaper American mm-hmm. to do the same job or close. If they couldn't, if they could, they would. They can't do it. There's nobody out there that's going to be taking that position. Now, is he getting the job because he's a ratio breaker and they could put an American in another position because of that? Maybe. But I still think he'd be there. Would Nathan Rourke have made this day? The CFL team, if he wasn't a Canadian? Yes. Would Alex Singleton? Yes. Mm-hmm. He was going to be on the in the CFL no matter what. He just got his Canadian status at the last minute because of some other thing, and, and he got put into the draft. BC was looking at Singleton before, not counting the draft. They thought that he was just an American because he'd never stepped foot in Canada before. So... Um, yeah, there's a lot of players that are Canadians that would still be playing. I don't know. Ditch the ratio. The sooner we do that, the better off we are. Speaking of Canadians that are good, Mm -hmm. go ahead. Go ahead. They'd be playing mostly offensive line if they were in the CFL, trust me. I, I hope not. I, I hope if I, if I was a coach or general manager of a CFL team, 
I would have 100% American O-line. I would have the biggest, baddest, meanest motherfuckers on the O-line that I possibly could to protect my quarterback. Yeah. There was nothing better when the BC Lions, when Rob Murphy and Jason Amenez were on the line of the BC Lions. Okay? There was nothing better. I miss those days. We haven't had an O-line since they were there. Big, bad, ugly, pull them out of a biker bar if you want. I don't give a shit. Just those O-linemen have to be big and nasty. That's why we're losing quarterbacks in this league. Can't, they can't block American D-linemen. Personal opinion. I don't think I'm wrong. Mm, I don't know. Which, I think they could. There's been some pretty good Canadians. I'm not saying there isn't. I'm just saying they're few and far between. Well, and if one goes down, the backup gets in there, then look out. You need to be handling yeah, the ball. Yeah, that's, that's, that's trouble. <laughs> but, 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 working on what Will had just said, we're having a Canadian O-lineman. If that Canadian O-lineman goes down and there isn't a ratio, you can plug the American in. Right. True that. Right? True that. No True big that. deal. Yeah, absolutely. Nope. Right? So you've got a really good quality Canadian O-lineman. Great. Put him on the line. If he goes down, well, you're not dredging the bottom of the barrel to, for his replacement. You've got somebody that's next up. Yep. Hardest position, hardest management position in the – Professional sports is a manager and head coach of a CFL team. Oh, yeah. No other coach has to figure oh, out the we? nationality of their players while the game is is going on. Yeah. While I the game's going on, that. he has to have how many Canadians out there? Okay. Coach has got so the many other things that they to need to worry about. That should be the last thing. Yeah, it's like saying, okay, we've got to have so many black guys out there. It's ridiculous. We're not in that day and age anymore. It doesn't matter what ratio, what race, what what religion, what anything. It shouldn't matter. And and then if you don't have a suitable replacement, you've got to switch around all these other positions. Okay. Now, speaking of absolutely amazing Canadian talent, Canadian defensive lineman Nathan Shepard just signed a contract with the New Orleans Saints. We're talking about Canadian talent here. High-end Canadian talent is in the NFL. 30-plus players are in the NFL. So please don't tell me that Canadians can't produce football players because we can. Right. If you have Canadian players in the NFL, you're going to have Canadian players in the CFL. Yeah. We just don't have half of the league. It's a numbers game, and we can't produce that many. And that's just a fact of the matter. Yep. Okay, so we got three and a half minutes left in the show. Let's really briefly touch base on this Adams-Evans 
what's going on in BC with the quarterback team and whether there's going to be a quarterback controversy or whether or not they're going to be able to play nice together or what's going to happen. Well, here's my answer to this. We're paying Vernon Adams $420,000 a year to play football, and we're playing uh, Dane Evans $125,000 to be the number two quarterback. Do you think that there's going to be a controversy? Do you think that uh, Dane Evans is going to get equal snaps? Someone says, oh, they, they're going to have equal snaps back and forth? Fuck no. You're going to pay one guy four hundred k and have him sitting on the bench half the time? He's your number one guy. He's going to go out there. He's going to play hard football. Hopefully, Dane Evans plays nice in the backup position, knowing that he is a way better quarterback coming off the bench than he ever has been as a starter. He's in this perfect position. Mm -hmm. He's in where he needs to be. Backing up Vernon Adams. Vernon Adams doesn't do good, goes down, does something, happens. Dane Evans jumps up, takes over, says, hey, man, it's just, just another day at the office. And that's where he's been greatest at. So I don't really have a problem with this situation. I think it's a great one. I'm going to – we've got two minutes left real quickly. William, tell me what you think about the Adams and Evans. I, I agree with you 100%. Um, but don't forget, if, if by some strange miracle – Dane Evan comes into camp and he's way better than Vernon Adams. You can always cut Vernon Adams. It's that simple. Can you not? Yes, you can. Well, he has playing bonuses in his contract. So he will get paid right. more. Right. Yeah. Okay, so you yeah. just take Vernon so. Adams out of the equation, put him on the sixth game, trade him, release him, do something to him, right? Uh, it, it, it's doable. Yeah, but, it, it's mean, not going to be a complete failure right if that now. happens. Right now, I don't think there's a quarterback But I'm not sure that that's, that's what's going at. to happen. Vernon Adams is the starter. I think there's way more upside to Vernon Adams than there is to Dane Evans. I agree. I agree. Yep. Okay. Let me know the offense. Just say agree Please real quick because I'm going to close the show off. We're less than a minute. Yep. I agree. Okay, this has been Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 223. I've been the host, Christopher Jones. Uh, I, I love this show. This was great. It just went, it just flew by for me, and we just kept talking football. And it's a wonderful thing. And uh, you guys take care. We'll talk to you next week. Our shows are now back on Wednesdays after my selfishness. Um, but i got to go real fast because it's 30 seconds. Charles, say good night. Good night, folks. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week. Ready? Go ahead. Good night. See you more next week. And William. Good night, everybody. Go, Al's go. Yeah. <laughs>